everyone, Cream Ray here with Jalen Campbell at One Soccer Nation. And today I have a special guest, Jacob Goyen, who is a professional footballer at Bay Cities FC on with us. Jacob, how's it going? Going well. How about yourself? We're doing well. Jalen, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to get this started. So, Jacob, um, can you take us back in time and share how you got involved with the beautiful game of soccer? Yeah, sure. So when I was five, my family moved to Kansas City, Missouri, and my family has zero soccer background at all. Uh, my dad played football and baseball growing up, and my mom ran cross country. Um, so I, I have a like they, they had a sports background and definitely wanted to get me into some kind of sport. So when we moved, um, they were, they were taking me to sign up for baseball. Um, but it was soccer season. Like I said, they knew nothing about soccer, but they figured, you know, since it was a sport that was in season, they give it a shot. Um, and there was really no looking back for me since then. I, I tried out a number of other sports for a few years after that, but, I'd say when I was about eight or nine, I pretty much decided I was going to go in uh, all in on soccer. Nice. And and Jacob, where are you from? Like, I hear an accent a little bit. Like, me and Jay, we're from Canada, the, the greater Toronto area. But where are you from? Yeah, uh, I'm from Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. That's, that's funny you say that because like I don't I don't feel like I have a Texas accent at all but everyone tells me I do <laughs> yeah well, we're over here in Canada so we notice it yeah gotcha <laughs> so um how and when did you sign your first professional contract this year this year was my first professional contract um I finished playing college um in 2020 um I I didn't get to play my senior season um I I left early because um we were in the midst of the pandemic when I was um, supposed to enter my senior season at St. Louis University um but obviously things didn't go as planned so I left a bit early just to pursue my dream to keep playing professionally um I was fortunate enough to, to get a trial um, pretty soon out of leaving St. Louis with Oakland Roots um, of the USL Championship. Um, and so that, that would have been early 2021. And um, unfortunately, um, not long into the trial, I tore my quad. And so I spent pretty much all of last year doing rehab on that. And so this year, uh, I was healthy entering the beginning of the year um, yeah. and made it my mission, you know, to, to make sure I signed my first contract. Uh, and so I was able to sign with Bay Cities, which is based in Redwood City. Uh, it's about 30 minutes south of San Francisco. Nice. Congratulations on your signing, Jacob. And, uh, you know, thank you. We know injuries are a part of the game. Um, so I'm interested to know, JC, I, I don't know if you have any um, questions af after I ask this one, but I'm interested to know how you were able to bounce back from injuries. Because we know as athletes, 
it, it takes a toll on our mind and our body. So how are you able to bounce back and get your new signing? Uh, it, it was definitely a tough year last year um, because especially after leaving college, I, I definitely had um, certain expectations on what was going to happen in regards to my career. And, uh, you know, maybe it was just a bit naive on my part. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it actually was. You know, I thought I was going to leave college um, and be able to get a hold of teams easily, agents easily. And obviously that's not the case. Uh, I definitely had to put in the work to, to get a hold of people. And um, a few months after I left St. Louis, um, I went to uh, the Path to Pro Combine, which um, that would have been early 2021. And I was able to do well enough for them to offer me a contract with their agency. So I've been working with an agent um, with Path to Pro uh, since then. and. Like I said, I got a trial soon after that, but got hurt. Um, so that was pretty demoralizing just because I was already on this roller coaster of highs and lows. And before the injury, I was on a pretty big high um, because it was looking good. And, um, you know, you go from that high to like the lowest of lows when, um, you know, you, you get the MRI results back and they tell you it's you know, it's torn yeah. uh, and that it's going to be, you know, six, seven months or so. Luckily, I didn't need surgery. So that was the good news. Um, it was um, something that I could rehabilitate through uh, physical therapy. So I was able to do that. But then it wasn't like a smooth road coming back um, because, you know, for the next you know, year, I would say since injuring it, I was just dealing with nagging problems. And then also um, not being able to, to get with the team following the injury, whether it be coaches concerned that I'm going to have injury problems going forward, or just people not willing to, to take a to take a chance on me since I hadn't played in so long, it was definitely tough. Um, but I'm a pretty driven guy in general, and I also really just love playing the game and love pushing myself. So doing the physical therapy wasn't an issue. Um, and then especially when I started to introduce the ball and start training again, you know, even though it was a lot of individual training or just training with my brother or whoever, um, you know, with no real end goal in sight, no light at the end of the tunnel per se uh it, it wasn't that difficult because i did love the process of getting back nice nice glad to hear you come back babe um so can you speak a little bit more about that path to pro with the agency and how you like that worked and how you got there yeah sure so path to pro is based on the west coast which is where I currently am now. And I first found out about them my junior year of college because it was about then that I was like, okay, I really need to start getting serious about the next steps for my career and need to start doing research on what it's going to look like. Because, you know, 
say what you want about the MLS draft, but um, as I got older and started to approach that time when people get drafted, uh, I started to realize that my chances of getting drafted were pretty slim. You have to have a super good senior season. The stars kind of have to align. Uh, and even if you do get drafted, it's not guaranteed that you stick with the team. So I knew I was going to have to do a lot of work on my end to eventually sign my first contract. And so I was looking at ways to get all the teams and agents and combines to attend. And I saw that half the pro had a combine coming up um, pretty soon after I started looking for that kind of information, which would have been right after um, the fall season of my junior year. Mm -hmm. And so I picked um, a combine in San Francisco that I'm pretty sure it took place January of 2020. Um, and I, I went out there it would have been right before the spring semester started. So we were on break. I went out there. Um, it was a two day combine, played two games in front of a number of USL scouts, some MLS. Um, and NISA was pretty new at the time. So there was, a, you know, a handful of NISA teams as well. Um, did, did well, but, you know, that was my first time going out there and, mm -hmm. I hadn't really shown face in front of a number of those guys before. A lot of the guys that go to this combine in particular are, are from the West Coast or from this area. Um, so I was coming from the outside, hadn't really reached out to anybody before, just kind of went in uh, with the goal of doing well and, you know, maybe getting to meet some people along the way. Uh, so like I said, I, I did pretty well. Um, but didn't really get that many people's attention. But um, I did get to meet Eric Bouchier, who's the CEO of Path to Pro. And, you know, he, he liked how I played. And from there, we kept in, um, kept in touch throughout the rest of my college career. And so once I was done with college, I, I reached back out to him and told him my plans. And so we said, we'll come at, back out to the combine, you know, this next go around and uh we'll put put in a good word for you um do well and you know, there's going to be a lot of people watching and just you know kind of do this whole process again so i did uh, at the beginning of 2021 i went back out to san francisco and did the combine again wait jacob and, wait jacob sorry to cut you off but um was it a, did you have to wait a whole year to go to the event again or was it a couple months in between it was a whole year. They they have a combine twice a year, I believe. But the the one that took place in the summer, in between the two that I attended, it would have conflicted with what I was doing in college. And I think specifically for that one, it it was going to take place right when the pandemic was you know kind of at a peak. So I, I believe that one actually got canceled. Um, so yeah, it was a whole year between combines and uh, I, I did well. 
Um, had a number of conversations with the people at Path to Pro after the combine. They said that there was some teams that were interested, and ultimately they were interested in signing me to their agency. And um, that's kind of how I got the ball rolling with my pro career. Nice. Uh, uh, Jay, before, before you go to the next question, I just want to uh, quickly ask as well. So the difference between the first trial that you went to and the second was that you know, you performed well in the first trial, but you didn't have a good word put in by the CEO of Pat the Pro. He came to you, recognized you, created a relationship with you. And then the second, op- he told you to come up to the second opportunity. And at the second opportunity, he was able to put in a good word for you because he liked you, how you played, so on and so forth, and as a person. And then, boom, you got that opportunity. So you could, well, I'm noticing the power of, you know, a, a good person being on your side that has power and influence and um, connection with the clubs. So that's awesome to see. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, just to add on to that too, I would say the power and persistency too um, really played a part in it because I know a number of guys that have gone to a combine or event like that. and They do well, but similar to the, the boat that I was in when I went to my first combine, they, they didn't know anybody out there and didn't really have anybody for, to vouch for them. So if I, if I wouldn't have gone back to the second combine, I could have just given up and said, you know, I, I don't know enough people. I don't know the right people. Um, it's about who you know, which is very true. And I would say use that to your advantage. And that's kind of what I did. I made sure that I stayed in touch with the people with Path to Pro. Um, and made sure that they liked me enough so that when I went back to the next event that we had a good relationship and um, you know that that that's my advice to players not just to be discouraged if things don't work out that first time okay that's good so you got to where you are today right you signed your first pro contract tell us a little bit of how it felt um, it, it wasn't like this, um, how do I want to say it? Like, I always envisioned it being like, I signed that piece of paper and like, um, I don't know, everything just feels right. And it's like that one moment, you know, that you've always envisioned, but I want to say it was like that. Like it definitely felt awesome to sign the contract, but then it was, you know, for me, what's next, you know, like now I got to do this and you know, on to the next goal, which is, you know, make my debut. And then after that, it's, um, you know, do well enough to, to move up with my career. Uh, but I would also be lying if I said it didn't feel really good, especially after like a year of injury. Like it, it was a pretty awesome feeling. Nice. Great. Congratulations again. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, what things changed for you after you signed? Well, the most obvious thing is just being in a new, um, a new city. And um, San Francisco is a lot different than where I came from in um, Dallas, Texas. Um, not not in a good or bad way necessarily it's just it's a whole different environment and then also just being um with a bunch of people that i i don't know and having to acclimate again and get to know a bunch of new people um 
I, I won't say it was difficult because I'm a pretty easygoing person. So it wasn't like, it wasn't hard to start getting along with everybody and make new friends per se, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it is a bit challenging just to be out here on my own really for the first time, because going off to college, you have roommates and, um, yeah, it's just a whole different feeling, you know, so I'm out here living alone in an apartment uh, in a completely new area. So like the environment is definitely um, a, a challenge, I guess. So that was that was definitely new. Um, and then just being in a professional environment, I won't necessarily say that that's like a new concept to me because growing up, I played in the FC Dallas academy um so i was always around it and so i saw what it looked like and that's the mls level too so you know in the states that's the the highest level here so i, I was always around it and that's kind of what i envisioned and then also going to schools like ohio state and st louis university like the facilities there are pretty good so uh, it, it's not like a huge transition to where i'm at right now but you know, playing professionally means, you know, you're doing this for a living and you're competing with a bunch of other guys that are too. So ultimately that's probably the biggest change is you're not, you're not just playing for a spot on the team. You're competing with guys for money, you know, food on the table, all that kind of stuff. It's a bunch of young guys on the team, but really everyone's trying to make a name for themselves and, progress with their career all the other young guys so yeah that that's a whole new challenge on its own that's a that's a good point that you just made right there i mean i remember experiencing that back in it's the same thing for college college and university but you're you're playing for time you're competing for time against your teammates but once you're in the professional realm it's more so of, um again being a starting player and, and money you get more money right um right. but I, I have a question uh, related to that they're your teammates, but you have to compete with them and fight with them on the field. So how do you keep a healthy balance of, of that in that professional realm? That's a good question. Uh, I, I would say pretty much my whole life, I've always viewed competition as me versus somebody else. Um, I don't really view that as a healthy um, way of looking at it anymore um, just because that's always caused me a bunch of frustration and I, I will say it has always pushed me to work harder because you you got to be the guy that's in front of you or the guy that's working with you to earn a spot but um, now I'm more in a space where um, I'm I'm just competing with myself like I want to be better than I was yesterday, every single day. And by doing this, like, I'm always able to push myself every single day. And you're not, you're not looking at anybody in a negative light. You know, you're not um, working hard out of resentment or any other negative emotions. It's just purely on bettering yourself. And that's really helped me keep a, a positive mindset when it comes to competition.
um for the next question what, what are three tips that you would give to viewers that want to go pro three tips so number one is do the extra stuff you know do the extra trainings put in the extra hours it seems obvious but um i, I just don't think people are as willing to be consistent with that i think people are willing to put in the extra work when you get you know you get knocked down and like things are not going well for you then you're willing to put in extra work but to go pro you have to be willing to do it every day for years and years and years and even when you go pro you know you can't ever be satisfied or comfortable you have to keep doing it so doing the extra stuff um second thing like i spoke on it earlier is networking um all of us at this level are talented and even at the amateur level there's so many talented players and it sounds cliche but like i know a lot of people always say this when i watch podcasts or interviews or whatever it may be but like I, I, it's, I really have never been the most talented player on my team. Like with FC Dallas, there were so many other talented players, way more talented players than me. And at college, you're constantly playing with guys that are more talented that are coming and going. Um, but they all don't go pro. And, you know, one of it is just staying consistent and being persistent um, and driven. But the other thing is you got to, you got to network. You got to meet new people, reach out to people that are in the pro game or know people in the pro game. Um, and really the more people that you can meet and get to know, the more contacts you have and the more people that are going to help you get with the teams or at least, you know, get the opportunities to get trials or, you know, it just looks. Yeah. And uh, third piece of advice trying to think i don't want to just say anything i i would say loving it just like loving what you do because there's definitely been many times where i lose sight on that you know which is the ultimate reason why i play and why i think most people play is for the love of the game and you know don't ever lose that if you ever start playing you know and you feel like it's a chore or you know you, you just want to go pro to say you're going pro you're doing it for the wrong reasons if you're doing it out of love and passion for the game you're going to play better and you're going to go at it for a lot longer than you would if you were just doing it to do it great points those are great points um so did you have an agent or like a sports lawyer to help you with the process? After I signed with Path to Pro, they assigned me with an agent and I've been working with him for the past year and a half. Um, before that, it was really difficult for me to get opportunities with pro clubs. Um, I, I was sending a lot of emails and, you know, messaging people, trying to call people just on my own. Um, and it, it's hard to get that kind of information by yourself, you know, whether you're like trying to look stuff up on the internet or um, asking people if they could 
put you in touch with somebody at the pro level like that, that stuff is kind of difficult it, that information is pretty scarce um so working with an agent has definitely helped me in regards to that because they have the the contacts you know they can do that kind of stuff for you and then you can really just focus on your craft you know putting in the work um, when you get opportunities showing up and performing you don't have to worry about um, you know I need to message this many people today just so I can maybe get one response and maybe they look at me you know that kind of stuff yeah, that, I mean, you, you touched on a good point about, you know, that information being very scarce and, you know, they don't want everybody reaching out to the mop for obvious reasons, right? Everybody wants to go pro. There's, um, I don't want to get into the numbers here, but I, I do want to mention, uh, apologies, Jacob, we're at a time crunch here. We do have another call in four minutes. Um, no worries. It, it was it was awesome having you on, but we're, we have, let's see, we got, we got three more questions, um, but let's just like, go through them uh, a bit quicker and then all right rapid fire yeah ra and then we'll lead to the rapid fire for the fun questions all right so okay. what position do you play right back okay right back yep can you give three like quick tips on like training for that position or like how to like be a competitive right back in the pro league you got to be fit so work on fitness crossing Super important, especially with the modern game. You see guys like Trent, Alexander Arnold, and um, Cancelo, they're racking up the assist numbers, you know, at the highest level. So you, you got to be able to deliver quality crosses. Um, and then one on one, you know, whether it's attacking or defending, you got to be able to beat your opponent and lock down your opponent. So those are the three things I would say are most important. Perfect tips. Um, what do you like about the league? I like that it is very competitive just because it's pretty even from top to bottom in terms of talent, in terms of just the makeup of teams. It's a lot of young, aspiring professionals starting their careers. So everyone's got something to prove, and it, it makes for just a competitive league overall. And the last question is, give us your most memorable soccer moment. Man, I would say winning the – I'll give you two. So one's pretty recent, and it was making my pro debut in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, mm -hmm. And that was just the other week. We beat Monterey Bay of USL Championship. Um, so that was an awesome – moment and I got pretty emotional for like the first time ever uh, like I'm not a crier but I started to tear up after that and uh, the other one that comes to mind is winning the U16 USSDA national championship with the FC Dallas um, that would have been back in 2016 that was just like a, a long um, grueling year in terms of competition and just like grinding it out, earning a starting spot, you know, and then becoming a mainstay in the team and ultimately winning it all with like, I, I say like family, like my brothers, you know, yeah. that, that was an awesome feeling. Nice. Let's fly through the speed questions real quick. I'll, I'll kill it. Um, favorite team. 
I'm gonna text Mo real quick. He just messaged me. Yeah, I text favorite him. team. Yeah. Manchester City. Favorite player. Yes, Man City. Hey man, for you guys, it's all about Kevin, it's Kevin all about Liverpool. Yep. Man, yo, Man City, oh. and Kev. Man City and Kev, that's my guy. <laughs> Let's go. You know what? Honestly, I think it's gonna be a Man City Liverpool final, but I think City might take it this year. They, they like yeah. they're, they're killing. Yeah. Yo, big three points today. Big three points yeah, today. Huge, huge. <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm Liverpool. I got two Man City fans on. Holy, what's your <laughs> what's your favorite pair of cleats? Uh, right now I'm rocking Tiempos. I really like them. Yep, you see, that's three for three. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are playing. Favorite food? Oh, um, shoot. Let's go with sushi. Favorite artist musically? Oh man, Anderson Park. Nice, and I'll let you end off. All right, so we're going to jump into it. Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, I always go back and forth, but whole career, I've always leaned to Ronaldo. Okay. What's the first team you're picking in FIFA? Man City? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Man City. <laughs> so um, you're in a game situation. Are you going for two goals in a game or one goal and one assist? Goals are goals. I'm going two goals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would you rather score a free kick banger or a last minute PK? Last minute PK. Okay. And if you were to coach to summon any player, any generation to win a game, who are you going for? Oh man. Uh shoot, I gotta go Cristiano Ronaldo again. I think he's Cristiano. Mr. Clutch. Right. Yeah, he's most Ronaldo is a baller, I must say. <laughs> But I'm still choosing Messi. All right. That's the only one we're going to That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll give you that. So, Jacob, before we go, I just want to thank you. I really appreciate you hopping on the call with us today. And um, one soccer nation, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, thank you all. It was a pleasure.